you have uh, one hell of a setup there. You got you got a nice feature wall. You got the uh, the golden ticket. The yes. Title. Yes. I got two more titles, but they're not part of ISPW, so there's no point of me bringing them in. You know. I, the more the merrier. Uh, you I get them, and one of them is from Mexico that I won back in March, and you know I have the other one. So. Let, let's talk about that before we get into uh ispw so you're sure. an international champion which is yes. impressive i Thank think you. i saw you uh i think i saw you cutting a promo from rome if i have that correct <laughs> yes yes okay. yes yes yeah so, so you're like worldwide uh tell, tell me a little bit more about you who is the shining star uh shining star is in uh, independent um guy who just basically travels a lot for pleasure or leisure i should say and then in doing so um i i do my best to reach out to the promotions wherever it is that i am traveling to uh to see if i could get on the shows and you know if i'm if not a show maybe i could just train with the guys and everything uh and you know just having fun with it man that's all all right ever since i i heard your name this uh has come to mind tell me if i'm right or wrong but ray kalitri have you ever seen gone in 60 seconds uh actually yes that's where i got my name from (laughs) okay all right all right uh can can i tell you something in my four-year career you are the second person to ever guess that correctly because they're like but wait you're you're latino right so you're from puerto rico but you have like this stage name or your wrestling name is um, Russian and they're like, Oh, how did you go about doing that or whatever? And it was because my first show ever, uh, the guy wanted to use my real name and I'm like, no, I, I don't want to use my real name. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, all right, you have one day to think about it. And I was just watching gone in 60 seconds and everyone calls me Ray. Um, and the guy's the villain of the movie. The guy's name is Ray Kalitri. And I'm like, Oh, let me just use Ray Kalitri. And ever since then, it just, that's what everybody calls me. So. Well, I like it. I love that movie. Uh, yeah. Anytime movie. I get a chance to watch it, I think it still holds up. Uh, yeah. Actually, just yesterday, I said, I don't know why this came up, but I was like, if they ever came up with like a leg, you know, like how they do legacy sequels now, I was like, I'd watch a sequel. Have yep. Nick have Nicolas Cage be the the Robert Duvall role where he's the mechanic and he's helping sure. somebody out. Like, why not do it? I think it works. Sure. Why not? <laughs> Any other inspirations in film or pop culture? And that that one was a little bit more obvious to me, but anybody that yeah. you sort of try to take after? Uh, I mean, if if most people don't see the transition within me, um, they're about to know, right? Because when I got hurt about three years ago with a broken ankle, I actually broke my ankle twice in one year, which completely sucked. Yeah. Um, so when I first started wrestling, I was coming out as Mr. Puerto Rico, right? Mr come out with the flag and do the whole, you know, whatever. So I got hurt and um, I really took that year upon myself to like find my inner voice, I guess, or whatever it is that you want to call it, your inner character, you know, that mm-hmm. that character that you have to tune up to 10 and that's, you know, that's who you're supposed to be. So I, you know, I sat down, I'm like, yo, like, what is it that I like, right? And I'm like, okay, I like nice cars. I like traveling. I like money. I like looking nice. So um, I started portraying, a lot of Ric Flair, Gino Hernandez, and Nick Bockwinkle. Um, a lot of those guys, I, I studied a lot of their stuff over that course of the year. 
And then when I started coming out, I sort of just like added my little twist to it so that not everyone would be like, oh yeah, you, you're a complete copycat of, you know, Ric Flair, you're a complete, you know, complete copycat of, of Gino Hernandez. So I just try to add my little Latin, Latin little spice to it. So try to make it my own. But those are pretty much my influences right now going, you know, into the career and everything that you see. Okay. You've been in the ring with uh, guys like Tommy Dreamer. Yes. I want to talk about the match coming up, but is there a, is there, and you just referenced like two huge names in Ric Flair, Gino Hernandez, but is there anybody that you've learned the most from? Uh, I'll use the phrase sitting under the learning tree, whether it was just by working with them in the ring, or maybe you sought them out for advice. Is there anybody that really kind of helped you make that transition that maybe you were talking about, like coming back from injury or just trying to find who you are in the business? So a, a guy that I always, that I always reference to, um, he's like a very good friend of mine. And, you know, he took me under his wing when I first started coming back into wrestling um, and he's super old school, uh, Gino Caruso from ECPW. Okay. Dude's been around forever. And, um, I always ask, I always go to him for advice and I always ask him, Hey, listen, you know, cause he's been around 30 plus years and I'm like, you know, what, what do you think I should do? Or what do you think I should like say, or, you know, how do I reach out to different companies? So he pretty much gave me my footing as far as like learning from other like old old school generation and stuff and then any show that i'm a part of i always grab whoever's part of that show and i just talk to them even for a few minutes um even when ispw had uh the 80s WrestleCon, i grabbed val venus and and me and val venus were just talking and and he found out that i went to mexico and we started sharing stories about traveling in mexico and wrestling in mexico and i just take like bits and pieces from every person that i crossed their path and i just try to listen to them and i'm just like okay because the business is completely different from, you know, of course, the 70s, the 80s, and 90s compared to now. So I just, like, listen to everything. And then, again, I just put my own little twist to it because I can't do, you know, you can't wrestle the way you wrestled back in the days, which, you know, the kick and the punch and the grab the sleeper hold, you know what I mean? So I just take bits and pieces from everyone that I've met to this point. Uh, heck, even Tommy Dreamer himself, you know, I had a very good conversation with him, um, and they just... They, you know, I see this and you try this instead of that. Or, and I'm like, okay, cool. So they told me that I'm going to try that, but I add a little twist to it. So I don't, I really don't have a specific name to that I latch onto, mm. but I just take a lot from everyone. It's kind of interesting how you brought up how the business has evolved. And I've had this conversation with, uh, I, I just talked to Carrie Morton about it, how, oh, we went through these eras where look at it in terms of like the golden era and then the attitude era. And then now you sort of have the, I don't want to label it the AEW or the indie era, but there is a style of wrestling where it's like move, move, move. There's no room for it to breathe, but when it wasn't happening, that's what people wanted. And now that it's been going on for so long, it's you want to see it go in reverse. And I think that, calls to what you're talking about where you're not doing it the same way you're not just doing like kick punch but you are letting the moves breathe you are giving time for the reaction like i still think there's room for that and i i find myself wanting more variety instead of when i was younger i wanted one style of wrestling and that's kind of all i wanted and now i see where okay i can see like 
in NWA where I want to watch that more often. And it also balances the other things that I'm still watching where I don't need to have one or the other all the time. So uh, to me, again, this is just my opinion. A lot of people, you know, whoever watched this, uh, they might be like, ah, oh, but you're so wrong. And, uh, th- we are in the era of social uh, social media wrestling. That's what it is because everyone tries to do, rather it's a crazy high spot or they try to do uh, someone to go trending and to go viral just so they could get signed or whatever the case may be. So that's the era that I believe that we're in. Um, and as far as the, like, we were just talking about where you kick and you punch and you let it breathe and you do a high spot and you let it, you know, you, you let the fans or the crowd react to it. That's pretty much what I do now. I, um, I'm not, cause I'm not a super high flyer, but also I'm not the super ground and pound old school seventies guy. Like I'm sort of in between that a hybrid, I guess, if you want to call it, yeah. I can do that stuff and I do it and I pick and choose when to do it. But when I do do it, like you just said, I let it breathe. Right. I, I was just on a show on Saturday in Laboom in Queens, New York, and we had this uh, six man uh, Lucha tag um, crazy, crazy match with guys from Mexico. And I'm in there with the guy and I'm just telling everybody, oh, I go in, just I'm going to slow everything down. Right. So when I slow when I slow things down, when I hit them, boom, I hit them. Breathe for a second. Then I then I hit them again. Boom, and then I go into a spot and it was so freaking good people you know people were just so emotionally invested in that in that match it was so good all right so let's talk about ispw ispw 25 in particular you're going to be stepping into the ring with another legendary name in the business crowbar and Devin storm he's been in wcw he's having a little bit of a career renaissance right now Mm -hmm. talk to me about the match itself what you're looking forward to just working with him in general obviously you want to walk away with your hand and your title you know your hand raised and your title in your hands there got it right the second time just (laughs) about facing crowbar um all right so one thing that i've told myself is i can't do what everyone else does when they go face him and from what i see what everyone does when they go face crowbar is they get starstruck immediately which as they should, because like you just said, he dude's been around everywhere. He's a living legend, hands down, um, 30 plus year career. He's done pretty much everything in and out of the wrestling business, right? But I, I, I in my head, I've taken that element out and I'm like, I can't be a fanboy right now because this business is, you know, it's me versus him and he's trying to take something that I worked so hard for to obtain at a, uh, ISPW's 25th anniversary show. Um, am I looking forward to the match? Absolutely, 100%. Am I going to be, like, fanboy? No. If anything, I'll do the fanboy stuff after. But, bef- like, the minute that I step into the ring, into the building, into the venue, into everything, it's all business. It's all, you know, put your headset on, put my music on, and it's just like, okay, here we go. And it's going to be one of those matches that it's pretty much going to put a lot more eyes on me now. Mm-hmm. And that I can't wait for you're not going to get starstruck, but maybe somebody <laughs> is by, I mean, he's stepping into the ring with a shining star. So <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. I usually close with this. Uh, I have a watch list feature trying to get match picks. Is there a match or moment that you've had in your career so far that really highlights who Ray Kalitri is in the ring, whether it was, whether it was a promo you did or a match, 
that you've been part of anything come to mind that you know you would sit somebody down and you'd say here's who i try to be every time i step in the rope in between the ropes okay so the first one that i that comes off the top of my head immediately is me against negro casas for those who are watching who do not know who he is he is the equivalent of hulk hogan in american wrestling um this dude is a complete rock star uh I didn't know I was facing him until I got to the venue and they, they gave me the nod like, hey, kid, you're in the main event. And I'm like, what? Me? Like, oh, OK. So, you know, in the video clip that I have up on my social media, um, when they tag him in and they tag me in and like I'm literally like. We're just talking about we're letting it breathe. Right. So I'm just walking in and all you hear is the whole crowd of I think it was like 350 people, 400 people in the building. They all start chanting his name, Negro, Negro. And dude, my my chest went slow beating. And I'm like, oh, man, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> that was a very, very cool moment. Um, and I'll give you a second one real quick. Right. Uh, I mean, I made my debut in Tijuana uh, two years ago. And again, I was facing another legend in um, Tornado Negro, um, which that dude is synonymous in, in, in Tijuana, Lucha Libre history, he has taken off like 25 wrestlers mask or something like that. And that's a big deal when it comes to Lucha Libre uh, history. Like you lose your mask, that's like your career. Yeah. Um, so when, when you know, when we're in the match or whatever and we're about to go to the finish and the referee's like tap, tap, tap. I said, no, 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 no tap. And I have the, I have the crowd in my hand at this point, right? And so then I, I call it audible real quick and we do whatever else. And then we finally get back to the finish. And then that place just erupts. And even though, of course, his hand got raised, I know at the end of the day that I walked away with the people's respect because every time I go back to Tijuana, everyone talks about that match when they approach me. They're like, dude, I remember when you were doing this with Tornado Negro and you came in here and you tore the house down in front of 6,000 people. So those are two really cool moments in my career that, automatically stick out to me when, when you ask me, you know, my time lapse. That That's awesome. Uh, yeah, man. I'll have to check. I know you said you, you have a clip of it on social media. I'll have to see if I can yes. find cool matches. I'll send it to you. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to plug before we get out of here? Besides the appearance we just talked about, anything you have coming up? Where can people find you? Stuff like that. Um, always check my social media. I'm consistently traveling all the time i'm coming up um to thailand in november i'm trying to trying to get out there trying to do a, a show out there hopefully if the promoter sees this get back to me you know um but no um i'm always on the move always ah, go. but if you look at my social media pap1 fresh that is bobby fresh on instagram uh, Facebook is Ray Kalitri. YouTube is Ray Kalitri. I'm always constantly updating my dates, my content, my videos, my pictures, and everything else in between. My Even my interviews, even this one is going to go up on there. And, and I just want to say real quick before the, all the list closes out, um, I still can't believe I'm being interviewed by you, by WrestleZone. It is absolutely insane to me to think that, you know, when I was 13, 14, 15 years old and WrestleZone was just breaking out and I used to like read the, you know, the sections and the stories and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like they know all of this stuff. Like they know all this information. <laughs> and to see me, you know, here on the other side of the computer screen, it's pretty cool. So I just want to say thank you. 
You're welcome. I, I appreciate the time. This has been very fun and I'm glad we got a chance to do this. Thank you.